This is the RBR TVBR In Focus podcast. Here's your host, radio and television business report editor-in-chief, Adam R. Jacobson. Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. And joining us today is Jim Jaquetta. He is the Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer at VidOvation. It's an Anaheim-based AV equipment supplier and tech integrator of video, audio, and data transmission, contribution, and distribution systems serving the broadcast television industry. Jim is here today to educate our viewers on some innovative ways one can engage in at-home production for live television, sports, and reality TV. Let's find out what he has to share, shall we? Jim, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Adam. Thanks so much uh, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Always great to learn about new and innovative ways to bring production to the home, which is something that is unfortunately a little bit more common than perhaps we thought two years ago at this time. So let's start our conversation with the topic of at-home production and REMI, an acronym that non-tech leaders may not really know. Thus, it's great to have you here as you put together five essential elements of at-home live remote production workflows. So to begin, I'd like to discuss how local news organizations can best take advantage of this. At-home production or REMI production. REMI is an – we all love an acronym. So, so REMI is an acronym for remote integration. Uh, but at-home production, I think, describes the workflow perfectly – and particularly with uh, over the last two years, uh, originally at home meant at home at your master control, at home at your studio, your home studio, your home master control. Now it's really your home in some cases. People are working from home. So uh, uh, that description, I think, is, 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 uh, is perfect for the workflow. And as far as local news, uh, local news can use this technology. We do a lot with sports. Uh, we do a lot with reality TV. We're doing a lot of fishing tournaments, believe it or not. We're doing a lot of work with the PGA. And and the fundamental definition is the, the old school approach of doing a remote production is to have a big truck on site or multiple trucks and 25, 50, 100 people on site. And you have to put them all in hotels. You have to feed them. You have to fly them to the site. The trucks are not inexpensive. You have to rent the trucks. With at-home production, we just send maybe the camera operators, the cameras, and then all the signals are sent home back to master control. So you cut your, your crew down to a dozen people from 100 people, something like that. And it saves costs, saves logistics. And in COVID, people weren't allowed on site. So it was the really at-home production or Remy was the only workflow that was uh, permissible. Now, there's a lot that can be looked at in that sense when it comes to reduction of staff. That's certainly an important cost-saving factor in all this. But as a viewer, there's also things like frame-accurate gen lock and lip sync. And having that across multiple cameras yes. is just so important. I'd imagine that it is even more important to the production team. So what can you say about that need when it comes to the remote environment? That's a great question. Uh, the, the, the frame accurate genlock and lip sync, uh, I'm going to assume our, our, your listeners are pretty technical, but if the video, this is for multi-camera uh, 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 uh Workflows. So if you're doing sports, even news, you know, you have multiple cameras, 
uh, but certainly in sports, you could have dozens of cameras. We've done uh, live reality TV shows where there's 60 cameras. Not all of them are in the same area, but there could be a dozen cameras in close proximity. And when they switch from camera one to camera two, if they're out of sync with each other, be like, wait a minute, I just saw that basket go in the hoop. Why, why am I seeing it again? Or more annoying is if the audio is out of sync. Uh, the human eye can tolerate a little bit of inconsistencies visually, but it's very, you know, if there, there would be echo if, if the, the microphones were all out of sync. So that's kind of like our, our number one uh, requirement. We encourage anyone trying to attempt at-home uh, uh, production workflow that they need to have a system that uh, the video and the audio across all the cameras are in perfect sync. Otherwise, it's not going to work very well. And, and as you say, Adam, the, the user experience is not going to be very good. The use of unmanaged networks, Jim, may be viewed as risky by some. And with recent stories considering uh, the hacking, if you will, of some major broadcast media companies' servers and uh, having cyber criminals uh, hold these companies for ransom, is tapping into a public network a smart move when achieving the best live remote production workflow? Yes, that can be uh, our customers' concern, so we have to put their mind at ease. You know, as, as human beings, we're, we're all a little hesitant to change, right? You know, um, well, we know the old workflow works, and it's, uh, I mean, you know, the Super Bowl went off the air for 45 minutes a few years ago. Well, maybe it's probably going on a decade now. Um, you know, no one ever would have imagined that happening. It ended up being a, a power distribution issue, not a, a transmission redundancy issue. So the problem can creep up anywhere, and, and uh, we do need to address reliability and redundancies not only in our transmission, but in our power and our personnel, uh, power distribution, et cetera. But, um, you know, customers can be concerned about that, that, yes, you save a lot of money. I mean, if you have a dedicated fiber or uh, a, a metro Ethernet fiber, an MPLS network, something with a service level agreement behind it, even those, you know, they don't guarantee 100% uptime. They can go down, so you want redundancy. So what, what, what we typically do uh, or recommend to our customers is to use a diversity of unmanaged networks. So what do we mean by unmanaged networks? The public Internet is one. Uh, another uh, medium that we like to use is uh, cellular. So we will bond uh, the public Internet, cellular, Wi-Fi all together. We will use multiple cellular carriers, and we can get very close to the reliability of, of a fiber connection and, and maintain uh, very good, if not excellent, video quality over that unmanaged connection. Before I conclude, I wanted to see if you could perhaps explain some of the differences between this technology and bringing a live workflow into a broadcast environment compared to streaming. Because I still think that in the C-suite, there's some misunderstanding or uh, lack of full comprehension of what it takes to do 
this work for a broadcast environment in the cloud and, and an at-home environment versus what it would take to get streaming technology up or if it's all rolled into the same thing. What, what can you share, again, that person that's really financially based in the C-suite that needs to sign off on a purchase order for something involving this technology? Well, I, I think the, the C-suite on, on occasion will, will think there's something wrong with the proposal. They'll be like, there's, there's uh, two or three zeros missing on, on the cost to do at-home production. You know, can, can, can we really achieve uh, that amount of savings? Um, I, we, we've been kind of concentrating on cost today, or I've been, you know, kind of going down the cost road. But today, uh, it's more about content, I think. Or cost is always in the forefront. But I think there's so many streaming platforms, uh, so many of them want live content. Uh, what we're talking about is a live workflow. This is not uh, so much for 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 uh, uh, scripted, but uh, the technology can be used for for scripted, uh, produced shows. You know, letting executives see what's happening on the production. But that's a separate conversation. But what? So why does at-home production technology give us the ability to create more content? So right now, uh, all production companies, broadcasters, sports leagues, they're struggling finding people that are willing to work. A lot of the, the older personnel are deciding to retire. They're retiring maybe a little bit early or they're just retiring at the normal time. And we're not seeing uh, backfill of younger people uh, coming into the workforce, particularly in media, broadcast and production. So your skilled workers, your skilled uh, laborers, you know, for example, in sports, uh, instant replay operators, that's a very unique and challenging skill, uh, and there's not enough operators to go around. So with, at, with, with, with the old workflow, an operator would go on the road and maybe do one football game on a Sunday or one basketball game on a Saturday and then have to fly back to home, back to master control, back to headquarters. Well, you know, so maybe a, a skilled operator could do maybe two or three events a week. If the skilled operator is working from their house or working from their central location, their master control, they could do one, two, or three games a day. They could do a game, you know, they, say, say the operator's in L.A., they could do a midday game on the East Coast from home and then an afternoon game on the West Coast where three games in one day, maybe that's not practical, but they certainly can do one or two a day instead of one or two productions a week. And that maximizes uh, uh, a lot of these people are freelance. So if they're in a plane, they're not being paid. If they're traveling, they're not usually getting paid for their travel time. So they can fill up their work week with multiple events, dozens of events instead of one or two. And the, the silver lining for all of that to the C-suite is the ability to generate far more content, get more coverage. So that, I think that's a big, a big benefit. The partial list of the companies that Vidovation has worked with include ABC and the Walt Disney Company, Bell Canada, CBS, CNN, Fox, News 12 on uh, Long Island, which is part of Altice USA, and MSG Network. So 
Uh, there's some heavy-duty clients here, and if you'd like to learn a little bit more about the company that is uh, our uh, focal point of conversation today, visit vidovation.com. That is V-I-D-O-V-A-T-I-O-N.com. And it is a pleasure to be speaking with Jim Jaquetta from Vidovation on this podcast. He is the Executive Vice President and Chief Technology Officer of the company. Do you have any closing thoughts before we go ahead and say goodbye on this podcast? Well, well, Adam, thank you so much. Uh, uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm, I'm honored to be uh, speaking to your audience, speaking with you. Uh, I, I'll come back anytime. If you invite me back, I'll, I'll be here. Uh, yeah, just, um, you know, m our team and I, we, we think of ourselves as problem solvers. You know, a lot of these uh, uh, shows that we do, these productions that we help with, never imagined we would do them you know we we were brought into this crazy live reality tv show called live pd and uh customer had no idea how to do the show even if it was possible uh we had some ideas how to do the show and we collaborated and problem solved with the customer and uh we were able to help our customer create one of cable tv's number one tv shows it hasn't been canceled they were hoping it comes back but uh, uh, we would love to help any of your listeners with their uh, broadcast media, at-home production workflows, whatever it might be. Uh, we'd love to help help your listeners. Awesome to hear. Thank you again, Jim, calling in from Orange County, California today. And thank you for listening to this radio and television business report in focus podcast. Remember, you can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you prefer to consume your podcasts. From beautiful Boca Raton, Florida, this is Adam R. Jacobson for the In Focus Podcast. It's a presentation of Streamline Publishing and the Radio and Television Business Report. And be sure to visit our other publications, Radio Inc. and Podcast Business Journal, online today.